0: Hello, welcome to the BDO Financial Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Tara Balio, and you're listening to part two of our two-part holiday spending series. So we are now well into the holiday season. Many of us are still finalizing plans to celebrate in person or online with family and friends, and last-minute gifts and groceries are being picked up or ordered. This is the time when it's tempting to throw the budget out the window and splurge, especially since this will be a far from normal holiday season at the end of a very rough year for a lot of Canadian families. Let's face it, it can be difficult to feel festive right now, especially if the pandemic has impacted your emotional, physical, or financial health. If your finances are already stretched to the limit, have you considered embracing a frugal holiday season? Yes, it is possible to unwind, connect with loved ones, and celebrate the season without maxing out your credit cards and adding to your debt stress. This episode is part two of my discussion with License Insolvency Trustee Ron Canyon and Nancy Sneddon. Ron leads the BDO Debt Solutions team in Quebec, and Nancy leads the BDO's Atlantic Canada team. Ron and Nancy share great strategies that will help you make adjustments to your holiday spending. We talked about how to communicate your expectations to your family and friends and your financial challenges to loved ones and how to adapt a few of your well-loved holiday traditions. So without further ado, here is part two of our holiday spending discussion. So do you have any additional tips for saving money, spending less and avoiding debt over the holidays,
1: Nancy? So, what? something that we've done it with our family now, the last number of years, um, we were a family, we're very close-knit, we've always bought gifts for each other, but a few years ago, you know, I kind of said, you know, this is crazy, everyone is spending so much money, and many people in our family, there's not anything that they really, you know, really need, um, mm-hmm. so why don't we do more of a gift exchange, so everyone has a name, and we buy, we set a limit that's really reasonable and will fit within everyone's budget. And we buy one gift and we all get to exchange gifts and we all get a gift, but we're not worrying about the additional money that we're going to have buying every single person a gift. So talk with your friends and family and and see how you can maybe make your spending a little more conscious this year. Try to cut back on, on some of the, the spending that you have get togethers as opposed to gift giving is also an option. What you need to remember is we are in a pandemic. Many people's budgets are a little tighter this year. So if you throw out an idea of why don't we get together for a potluck, as long as you're in a province where you're allowed to get, to, get together and together, you're not yes. restricted by uh, by numbers, even if you did a Zoom uh, dinner, if that's an option for you and spend the that's time and make the memories, spending quality time with your friends and family, as opposed to picking up a trinket that they may or may not need. Well, and the funny thing is you bring up the, the secret Santa kind of gift exchange
0: thing is that, you know, technology has made that so much easier. There are apps and websites now that randomly uh, pick names for you and you don't, you have no way of knowing there's, you don't have to meet to do the grab out of the hat anymore and you can add your wish lists to these, these uh, gift exchanges. So check those out too. Absolutely. Um, Do you have anything to add? Well, I just
2: say that just to this point and with a bit of humor, I mean, if you do what, what Nancy is suggesting, you also have less of the chance of having, you know, that gift from an uncle or an aunt that you really don't <laughs> want it. And then you try to wrap it again and send it off to someone else when you go for dinner. Well, you know, you could the avoid The dreaded Regan. Yes. yes. I have one. I have we- one personally that I'm trying to get rid of at this point. So.
0: But, <laughs> I ended up with one actually from somebody and it turned out we loved it. I don't know if you know the movie, A Christmas Story, but that leg lamp. Oh, somebody got yes yeah, somebody got that and didn't want it and and i ended up in a santa exchange and ended up with it and people in my family fight over
1: it <laughs> it's actually
2: quite funny <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, getting back to a little more serious thing i think the one thing maybe we didn't point out is you know make a plan with your family and your friends so nancy uh, t- touched on that point but uh, let's say okay let's all agree on what we want to do it's not just the gift it's it's the peripheral spending also
1: I was just going to say, like, think about ways that you can uh, make a difference for your family, too. Like, if you know there's someone in your family who's struggling, um, they may appreciate a grocery gift card this year more so than a box of chocolates or, you know, something that you may buy them because Mm -hmm. they do have a tight budget and and they're going to appreciate that knowing that you're thinking of them and what they're going to need for that reason. So think of some outside-of-the-box ideas and how you can help out. If you yourself have a really tight budget, uh, your family may appreciate, like I know, my sister and brother-in-law love it when we take their kids for a sleepover for a night. Think, give some yes. babysitting coupons, <laughs> give some snow shuffling coupons, like something to your family in a card that they will appreciate. Um, that that's going to be a quality time thing for them, as opposed to you having to reach into your wallet.
2: And also just, you know, to think that because of the pandemic and because of a lot of the restrictions in the provinces, you're likely going to have a smaller group of people anyway, if any. So so you can discipline yourself to spend less and save a little money.
0: Great. Um, So finally, I'd like to get your thoughts on why people should be thinking beyond the holidays. Um, Traditionally, you know, people just kind of throw budget or things at the window because you do just want to get through the holidays and you'll worry about your debt later. And so we know that the year ahead is uncertain. We don't really know what's to come in terms of additional waves or job losses. I mean, some provinces are already in the second wave and shutdowns. So how should that uncertainty factor into our
2: holiday spending decisions? Well, Well, as you say, you know, overspending can create a lot of stress in the upcoming months. Because it's uncertain, the future is uncertain, but in general, if you're overspending, you're spending too much money on interest and not on basic goods or not on an emergency fund or anything, so it will add additional stress even if things go well. Uh, I mean, you could lose your job again, unfortunately, there may be shutdowns, uh, who knows what's going to happen at this point. Uh, again, you know, we talked earlier about an emergency fund, well... Because we're talking about holiday spending in the holiday season, an emergency fund is a great gift to yourself. So that way you can have money aside. So if and likely when something comes up, well, I mean, it's going to be there and it'll take away a lot of that stress.
1: Yeah, and I would say too, don't be afraid to let others know if you, are, if you really need an emergency fund. I mean, a great way to bring up the conversation. Uh, if someone's saying to you, for example what can I get you for Christmas? I'm not I'm not sure what I can be getting you this year. And, you know, you could say, you know, what the pandemic has really taught me the importance of an emergency fund. And, I, you know, more than anything, I'd really like rather than you spending money on something for me, that that money could get deposited as part of my uh, emergency savings for next year. The more that people talk about their finances and the more that people um, are open about what they really need, I think it, it helps everybody because there's likely others in your friends and family circle that are feeling the exact same way. So, um, having the open conversation. And I would say beyond that, because we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know when the vaccine is gonna come or how it's gonna get distributed. Some people are saying the spring, some people are saying it could be summer or fall. So I think we do need to plan ahead and make sure that we are thinking about what is the best way for me to budget for the holidays to make sure that I'm also budgeting and planning for the new year. And really getting a plan if you are already Uh, faced with some credit card debt or or other types of debt that you're making a plan to be able to deal with that in, in 2021.
2: And the other thing, sorry, Tara. No, it's okay. It's just, no,
1: that was my fault. <laughs> the, the, the other
2: thing is that, you know, when Nancy was talking about, you know, you could, instead of a traditional gift, you can help them with a bill or whatever, or maybe give a gift a time. Well, I would add it because it's on a personal note. I mean, I would, it would be my pleasure as someone who's struggling financially to basically fill their freezer for the upcoming months by just cooking and making some food that they can have you know when the times maybe be a little tougher that that food will be available for them and it's a nice gift because it comes from you so
0: i love that great idea that is a great idea i know i said that was my final question but um in talking to you both this popped into my head so i thought i would ask and i, I think nancy you and i have had this conversation outside of uh recording the podcast um you know what would you say to somebody who is struggling and they know that they're reaching the point where the stress is too much and that they do need help, but they're scared to come in and have an appointment with you because they're scared that they're not going to have access to credit or access to funds so that they can have a great Christmas or a great holiday season with their family? What advice would you give to somebody in that situation?
1: I think the greatest gift that they can give themselves, Tara, is actually sitting down with someone and finding out what their options are. I hear time and time again from my clients, and Ron, I'm sure you would agree, um, you know, they come in, they have that initial meeting just talking about their situation and knowing that there are options available. Whether it is a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal, maybe it's um, some help with budgeting, maybe it's, um, you know, we think that they may have the ability to do some refinance. There's all kinds of options that we go through with them. But just knowing that those options are available, you can physically see sometimes the stress Being lifted. You can see the weight being lifted off their shoulders just from that conversation. So don't be afraid. Like, there's no obligation to sit down and talk to someone. It's just getting the advice so you know what the options are, whether that's prior to the holidays or once the holidays have passed, at least you know what your options are and you can make a plan.
2: I totally, I exactly. totally agree with that. I think that, that you see that relief when the people know that there is a solution or something's out there, or at least, or even that people understand them, uh, and, you know, and feel for their situation. I think that helps a lot. It relieves a lot of pressure. I like to say sometimes, you know, before not wanting to do something, you're being scared from something that you don't know. You're scared of the unknown. Find out what you're scared about in the worst case scenario. There's nothing to be scared of, but you may think so. So come in, have a talk, and likely you're going to feel a lot better.
1: Yeah. And uh, information is power. It really is. And oftentimes people feel like, well, right now I'm making my minimum payments. So I have a really good credit score. That's not always the case. So even though you're up to date in your payments, if you're really highly leveraged, so meaning that your available credit is almost maxed out or close to being maxed out, that has a negative impact on your credit score. So sometimes the best way to rebuild your credit is by filing something like a consumer proposal so that you can clear that credit score uh, and then start the rebuilding process.
2: Also, you may have a good credit score, but you'll be paying for the next 35 years your credit card and debt. Have a very good point. <laughs> and that's that, yes. good credit, but no financial capacity to do anything is not a solution either. That's right.
0: Knowing before the holiday season what your situation is by sitting down with and licensed insolvency trustee, like I said, information is power, then you know how much room you have to breathe or just having that information may help you to cut back in areas that you may not have even thought to cut back on. That's right. I want to send out a huge thank you to Video License and Solvency Trustees Ron Gagnon and Nancy Sneddon for taking the time out of their busy schedules to sit down and talk to me. Um, and I'd like to wish you a joyous, stress-free holiday season spent with friends and family both near and far in person and virtually. And in the meantime, if you are looking for additional podcasts, videos, debt management resources, online tools, or expert advice, please visit our website debtsolutions.bdo.ca. And remember, debt isn't the end of your story. Your next chapter is waiting.